I wonder whether you like going to a party. Who likes going to parties? Anyone like going to parties? Who likes getting invited to parties? You ever have that moment where the invites get given out at school? And you're like, yes, I got invited. You like having that moment? What about who likes being the host and inviting people to parties? Who likes hosting some parties? Some yeses, some noes. You like hosting a party, it being your party and giving the invites out. Well, I wonder whether you've ever had this issue. I've, I know I've had this issue. When you're giving your... You know you've got, like, your mum said you can have 12 people. And then you're like, I reckon that person's probably away on holiday. Or I reckon that person probably won't come. Do you invite them anyway? And hope they say no or think they might say no? Have you guys ever had that dilemma? Do you invite them anyway when you think they're going to say no? Who's a yes, you'd invite them anyway person? Would you invite them? Hands up. Are you a yes, I'd invite them anyway person? Who's a no, I'm going to just, you know, speed this process up and invite someone instead? Who's a no? No, you guys are really good. Everybody here is like, invite them, invite them, invite them. Well, today we're going to pick up the parable from Luke chapter 14. So if you have got a Bible with you, you can find Luke chapter 14. Um, And in this moment, Jesus was at a party at uh, one of the important religious leaders' house. And he was at the party. He'd been invited. He was there with some other very fancy-looking guests. Um, And they'd invited him into a party. And they sat round this dinner table having some fancy food. What kind of fancy food do you reckon they'd have, Anna? Egg and chips. Egg and chips. (laughs) Egg and chips. That's probably what Jesus ate. What do you reckon? What fancy food do you think? Uh, Grapes. Grapes. They're quite fancy, aren't they? What do you reckon, Matthew? Anna? A chocolate fountain for pudding, I reckon. That's fancy food. I think that's quite fancy food. So they're sat around this dinner table having their fancy grapes, egg and chips and chocolate fountain, right? Jesus is there, invited into the party. Do you could chips in your chocolate? Uh, I don't know. Chips and chocolate? Don't know. Don't know. I'm not sure. Well, um, well so Jesus is sat around this table and... Um, the, the first thing that happens at the beginning of Luke chapter 14 is that somebody who's, who's they reckon he probably had dropsy, his body wasn't working properly. Are you laughing because I've said it wrong? No? No? Okay. I'm suddenly like... It just sounds a bit funny. It does sound a bit funny. Okay, that's fine. You can laugh about that. <laughs> that's what he, was. Um, he was a bit poorly. And um, of course, the fancy host was thinking, I can't let these people in because they're not very fancy. They can't come to my fancy dinner party. And Jesus kind of did a, hey, I'm going to heal that person. Right? So Jesus goes on and heals the poorly person, right? And so then there's this little chat that happens, as you chop through chapter 14, where one of the other fancy guests sitting around the dinner table and he says, oh, Jesus, I just can't imagine how amazing that banquet's going to be in heaven. Feeling very fancy, right? And he's sitting there and he's going, oh, can you imagine how wonderful it will be, Jesus? In this, in this fancy dinner party in heaven, right? So Jesus says, he makes up this story to help them because they're sat around the table and he thinks, you know, I'm going to make up a story that will help you understand a little bit about what that dinner party in heaven is going to be like. And so as we read through the second we're starting, we're going to pick up chapter 15, but I'm going to need a couple of people because actually instead of talking about a dinner party, I thought we might as well have one. So um, someone started this morning and said, are we having a party? And I'm like, yes, we are. So um, I need somebody who's going to be our host for today. You reckon you're up for being the host, Anna? Okay, come on then. So Anna's going to be our, our host for our dinner party. And I've actually got a table. Will you carry the other half? We're just going to bring it forward a bit so people can come around it. Ready? And you come all the way. All the way around. There we go. Okay. And um, of course, because it's quite a, a, quite a fancy host quite fancy aren't you very fancy right um 
of course the fancy host has servants. So can you pick maybe one person who's going to be your servant today, Anna? Go on, Bethany, come and be the servant. Bethany's going to help you host this dinner party, okay? So um, the first thing that happens is that this guy goes... I'm sorry, I know you're a girl. You can come around the table, Bethany. Here we go. You're going to go, do you know what? We're going to have this dinner party. What's the first thing you do when you think I'm going to have a party? What do you do when you think, I'm going to have a party? Well, you've got to hand out some invitations. Okay, so, so firstly, whilst your servant is going to start getting the things out of the bag and setting up your dinner party, you're going to give out some invitations, Anna, okay? So I need you to choose who's going to be invited to these are fancy, shiny banquet invitations, okay? You get to choose three. You can be grown-ups, okay? I suggest, I suggest grown-ups. Choose three grown-ups um, to be invited to your dinner party, okay? Go on then, see if you can choose. Who looks fancy? Who's fancy? Oh, Bronwyn gets the first invite, obviously. Pick some other fancy-looking guests. Oh, Brenda, very fancy. One more, one more. John, he's quite fancy, isn't he? Excellent. So whilst our hosts are busy getting ready for their dinner party, the invitations have gone out. This is Jesus' story. The, their hosts had given out the invitations, but of course, back in Bible times, they, um, they didn't have watches and things in the same way. And so it was a case of, we'll come and get you when it's ready. Okay, so they're busy setting out their banquet. And whilst these guys set out their banquet, I wonder whether you would turn and chat to somebody near you about what do you think the banquet in heaven will be like? Who do you think might have been invited to that one? So just turn, just while they set our banquet out, and then we'll t tell you what's next. Turn and talk to some people near you. What's heaven's banquet like? Even better if you can break out of your household. You have to turn. Oh, we can get them out, guys. We can get them out. Fill up the holes. I need to look like a fish. I get two eyes, a nose, and a mouth. Let's get them out, let's get them out. Yes, get them all out. I can't even get them. Get some, get some, put them around so people are going to sit at your dinner table, okay? What do you reckon uh, the banquet in heaven's going to be like, girls? Do you think it's going to be fancy like this? Uh, well, I wouldn't really say that chocolate pink girls are mini. Oh, a bit of popcorn. Oh, yes. You don't think it's fancy enough? I thought if, this is party food, I thought. Get them out, get them out. Yes, get them all out. Let's do it. Some, what do you, who do you reckon is invited to Heaven's Banquet? Everyone in the world that everyone. goes to church. Everyone who goes to church, not everyone in the world? What do you reckon? Well, everyone, everyone, who's everyone who's a Christian gets invited. Is that one too tricky? Let's get them out, get them out. Look at this. It's going to be a great banquet, isn't it? We get food. Yeah, we're going to eat the banquet for sure. Okay, get some plates around. Let's pass the plates around. I think we're getting there with our banquet, guys.
Okay, so you guys got some ideas of who might be invited to Heaven's Banquet and what kind of food they might be serving. These guys didn't reckon our banquet was fancy enough for Heaven. They thought maybe, maybe our, our food's a bit more like party food rather than banquet food. But um, I reckon it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, Anna, your, your dinner party's pretty much ready, isn't it? So you're going to need to send your servant out to go and get your guests. Now's the time. Send your servant out. Bethany, you'll need to go and find the people who are invited and tell them, come, everything is ready. Okay, that's your line. Okay, go and find the three people, tell them. <laughs> but your RSVP is? Um, I, ju I, I have just bought a field and I must go and have a look at it. Sorry. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. Go and, find, go, and, go and see if Brenda was invited, wasn't she? She's fancy. It was very kind of you, but I've just bought five pairs of oxen and I must go and try them out. Oh, oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, there, it was okay, because there was someone else invited, wasn't there? Who else was invited? Can you remember? John was invited. Here we go. Good. Here's the thing. Just got married. Oh. So, uh, I can't actually make it. So. Oh, no. So, a servant, you're going to need to go back to your host and tell your host what's happened. No one's coming. No one's coming. Oh, my goodness. How do you think the host was feeling, Anna? He was feeling a bit sad. Do you know what it tells us? If you're following along in your Bibles, it tells us in, in verse 21. It says, the master became angry. He was not happy at all about the fact that no one could come. So he said to his servant this. Are you ready? You're going to tell your servant. Go at once into the streets and alleys of the town. Go at once into the streets town. And bring in the poor. The crippled. The blind. And the lame. Okay, off you go, Bethany. See if you can find a couple of other people, just maybe two or three people, who you think look blind, lame, crippled. <laughs> Matthew's looking like a blind, lame, crippled person. Come on in, Matthew. This, um, this dinner party, you need to bring your own chair. <laughs> um, who else do you think? Who else do you think's looking blind and lame? I think that blind person needs a chair. Um, <laughs> here we go. You're going to sit here. Ready? Um, who else looks blind and lame and crippled? Oh, I think Alex would love to come to the dinner party. I'll bring you a chair, Alex. Don't panic. Here we go. Oh, excellent. Is there anyone else you reckon might, might want to come to the dinner party, Bethany? Oh, what about Noah? What about Noah? Noah's not been invited. Come on, Noah, you come on in. Oh, here we go. Noah's coming to the dinner party. Lovely. But hang on a second. There's still some space around this table. Hmm. Host. Still looks like there's some space around the table. And you want your house to be full. You want your house to be full. So he has another idea and he says, he says to the servant, ready? And he says, go out to the roads and the country lanes. Go out to the roads and the country lanes. Tell the people there to come. Tell the people there to come. I want my house to be full. I want my house to be full. Go on then, servant. Off you go. Let's find some more people and some more chairs. <laughs> this one's a bit more complicated. Who else can you find to fill up our seats at our, table, at our banquet? <laughs> Excellent. You can sit at your dinner party, host. You choose one more grown-up as well, Bethany, I reckon. 
<laughs> Go on, choose us a grown up, Bethany. Do you reckon I think Dave looks pretty needy? Should we invite Dave? Come on, Dave, in you come. You're coming to our banquet, Dave. Here we go, come on in. Shuffle up, B. Is that the right number? Here we go, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. There we go, Dave. There you go. And so, um, and so our banquet begins. And these guys have got, got all the food. So you guys are very welcome to start eating and the rest of you get to watch. <laughs> you, you were ready to go, weren't you? I could see it. I could see it. Do you know what? I think as Jesus was telling this story to those people sat around that dinner table with Jesus that day, I think, yeah, you can see it. It looks good. <laughs> there might be some left. Who knows? <laughs> the blow man, he's worked out the good food. It's okay. <laughs> as, as Jesus would have been telling this story, the people sat around the table with Jesus that day would have been going, yeah, I know what this is to be invited to a party because I get invited to parties because I'm fancy. I know what it's like to be invited. And then as Jesus begins to say that those are the people who say no, those people are thinking, oh, this is shocking. You don't say no to a fancy invitation to a party. And do you know what's more? Even the excuses that these guys had, you would never buy a field or oxen without trying them or seeing them first. That just wouldn't have happened in Jesus' day. Being married, if you know your Old Testament, there were some uh, reasons why if you were recently married, you didn't have to go to war. But not a good reason to miss a social occasion. You just have brought your wife with you. It wasn't, it wasn't a reason to have not gone to a social occasion. These guys did not have good excuses. I'm sorry. That was very poor. That was very poor. You see, when Jesus, the man at the beginning, do you remember the fancy guy sat around the table with Jesus and he was like, oh yes, I imagine it was going to be amazing, Jesus. Right, that guy. Well, I think he probably would have expected Jesus to tell him a story about what the banquet was going to be like. Don't you think? That's the moment. He's going, I just imagine. Um, but actually, Jesus didn't want to tell him a story about what it's going to be like. Jesus wanted to tell him a story about who's going to be there. And so instead of us imagining all of the amazing things of the kingdom of God in heaven... I want us to just have a think about who gets to sit around the table with Jesus instead. You see, I've got three things for us to remember. And the first of which is that Jesus' banquet is for everyone. Can you say that? Ready? Jesus' banquet is for everyone. You see, you don't need to be put together and healed and whole and fancy to be invited into the banquet of heaven. You don't have to be a perfect person. You don't have to have your lives together. Jesus' banquet is for you. Jesus' invitation is for you to come as you are. He sent his servant out into the fields and out into the towns and the alleys. And he said, look for the people who otherwise don't get invited. Jesus is saying, you are invited. So if you are invited, how will you respond? Do you say, yes, I'm up for coming, Jesus, to your banquet? Or do you say, I'm too busy? You see... Before you answer that question, my warning to you is, if you're going to come to Jesus' banquet in heaven one day, you better be prepared for who else is there. You're not going to sit around the fancy table with the fancy people. I mean, we're all looking forward to meeting Peter and King David and all of those guys, right? But there's going to be a whole lot of people we're not expecting to see in heaven. 
a whole lot of people who look like their lives are not together. And we think, how did they get in? You better be prepared for who else has made it in because here's the thing, guys. You're not the fancy people in that dinner, in that dinner party. We're the people who just made it in too. We're the people who don't have everything together. We're the ones who make it in because of Jesus. Big invitation for everybody. So my second thing is that Jesus is, oh, sorry, the fancy guests, the fancy guests in the story were too busy. They were too, bu too busy doing worldly things. They had fields, they had oxes, they had people to spend time with. They were too busy. They quite liked the idea of being invited to the party. They said, oh, thank you very much, as they took their invitations. They quite liked being invited, but they were too busy when actually Jesus said it's time to come. They were too busy. And so my challenge to you is this, that being invited into the kingdom of God is costly. It's uncomfortable. And it means that we have to reshift our priorities. You see, being invited into the kingdom of God means laying aside those worldly things that we can be so busy with and spending time with God instead. Being just invited to come into his home and spend time in his presence. We can be really busy doing fun things, doing important things. But if you're going to come into the kingdom of God, you've got to be ready to spend time with Jesus. You know, being invited into the kingdom of God means pausing our busy lives to love the lost and the broken people in Swindon. There are so many lost and broken people in Swindon, isn't there? But we've got to be ready. If we're going to be invited into the kingdom of God, we're going to be ready to pause what we're doing to be welcoming to them too. Being invited into the kingdom of God means spending time with the people that others don't spend time with. Spending time with the people that are often excluded. Oh, the servant's got the drinks, guys. This is fantastic, servant. <laughs> Anna, you chose well. It's a, it's a great servant. <laughs> Do you know what, kids? It's going to mean playing with the people at school that other people don't want to play with. It's going to mean saying, I'll join that group because those are the kids no one else wants to join. It's going to mean sitting next to the person on the bus who nobody else wants to sit next to. It's going to mean saying can I join you in the coffee shop with the person who nobody else would want to be near? It's going to mean spending time with other, the people that others exclude. And it's going to mean opening up our homes. I think Jesus' audience would have been amazed that this fancy host opened up his home to blind, lame, crippled, probably smelly people. And he let them in his home. Do you know what? Yeah, probably smelly, I know. I can see you all looking at each other going, which one of you is the smelly one? Yes. <laughs> Well, we've been asked to be like Jesus in opening our homes, not expecting that invite back, just opening our homes to love the people who are lost and hurting. Do you know what? We're going to need to step out of our comfort zones to make time and space in our busy lives. So my question really is, how is that going to look for you this week? When are you going to find moments to pause, moments to just look up instead of looking in, seeing what the need is around you? The third and final thing I wanted to just pull out was that those people who rejected the invitation and who were too busy, Jesus experienced what it was like to be rejected and to have people say, no, I don't want what you're offering. Jesus, as he was hanging on the cross, dying for the sins of those people, they stood there laughing. They stood there mocking him. Jesus knows what it, like, it feels like to be rejected. And I think as I was 
reading through this passage, I thought, do you know what? I reckon often we don't invite people and we don't give out those invitations to God's party. And we don't say, hey, did you know you're welcome in the kingdom of God? Because we're actually quite worried that people might say no to us. We're worried that we might get that rejection. I know that's true for me. Maybe that's true for you. But I think often the reason I stay silent is because I think, well, they won't like me if I, if I tell them too much about Jesus. Or they might say no. Jesus knows what it's like to feel rejected and to receive that. And do you remember how Jesus responded when he was hanging on the cross and those people were laughing and mocking and killing him? Do you remember what he said? Can anyone remember? Say, Brenda. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Do you know what? God wants us to generously and lavishly invite all sorts of people Old people, young people, fancy people, not fancy people. God wants, doesn't want us to just invite the people who look like they could nearly get in anyway. He wants us to invite lavishly and generously all sorts of people into God's kingdom to let them know the good news of Jesus and to not let that fear of people laughing or saying no hold us back. Jesus gave up everything when he died on the cross, even though people laughed at him because he loved people so much and so let's be people like Jesus who go out from here and extend that big welcome to Swindon that says this is for you because we love you and because God loves you and that's what I wanted to talk about today so can we pray is that all right will we stand heavenly father I thank you that you are a God of a big welcome, that you love everybody, even those that don't deserve love, even people like me. God, your welcome is so big that we're all included, that we've all been welcomed. I thank you that you've invited me, that you've welcomed us. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you died on the cross for our sins. I thank you so much, Jesus, that the laughing and the mocking and the people that said no, it didn't stop you from loving us anyway. I pray that you would help us to be people in Swindon that love anyway, that notice the people who get left out or excluded, who go out of our way to love people who are hurting, who make time in our busy lives for your kingdom. I pray, Lord Jesus, you'd help us this week to be kingdom bringers here in Swindon, bringing your warm welcome and your big welcome to absolutely everybody. Give us a big vision for what you're doing here, Lord Jesus, and stir our hearts to say yes to your invitation and yes to your mission to go and invite others too. In Jesus' name, amen.